turn to First Samuel chapter 13. Actually, maybe go to 17. We'll start there. So I just want to talk about uh, sharing your story. And um, before we get into it, um, if you think about the power of telling a story and you, you, if you think about advertisement and uh, things you see on TV and, and uh, on social media and things like that, the, the power of a story that comes, from a, comes personally that's delivered from the person that's had that story happen. Um, for example, you know, you hear this uh, on Vanessa Smith, I lost 32 kilos with Jenny Craig, and then you know, there's a picture of her, it's got a little name in the, in the song, and all of a sudden it brings a, a realness to it. So it's the actual person giving you know, an account of what happened to them. We all seen it this week leading up uh, with the, you know, all know the Bunnings one, you know, with Easter coming up, so now's the time to do that job you've been putting off, and it's Bob Smith, and he's talking from uh, old 13 uh, down at Mile End in Bunnings, and so. So there's, there's a bit of power when the person is actually experiencing what, you know, the story that they're telling. And, uh, just for about 15, 20 seconds, I just want you to think about a, a, a story that you heard before you were spirit filled. So before you come to know the Lord, before you receive the Holy Spirit, a story, a testimony that was given to you that you can remember. So just have a think about that. And if you grew up in the Lord, maybe even you can think about that also. Obviously you received the Holy Spirit younger, but you might have remembered your mum or dad's story or something like that. So as you're thinking of those things, maybe if you can just turn to first, we're in first Samuel 17, verse 32. We've got a story here. So we talked about King Saul, and I will talk a little bit about King Saul and King David. And David said to Saul in verse 32 of chapter 17, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. So we all know the story of David and Goliath. But just to set the scene, we got David here. His dad's name is Jesse. That's his father. Um, Jesse had eight sons, and David was the youngest of those eight sons. Uh, we read earlier that uh, David was a keeper of the sheep. So effectively, he was a shepherd. Um, if you go back to chapter 16 and verse 12, we read in verse 12 that David was young, uh, was uh, had red hair, we read. He was young. And it talks about he was a pretty good-looking rooster. So he was a good-looking lad. Verse 13, we read that Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of the brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David for that day for, uh, forward. So um, so in front of all the, the, the family, so all the seven older brothers were rejected, but David, who was probably 15 or 16 years old, was anointed by Samuel in front of his, in front of his family, and that's what we just read there. So a little bit when we, you know, it's almost the same analogy, you know, he, he, you know, anointed we all, we've received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes within us, we know that the Spirit of God worked with David. And so this, this is sort of the, the picture that we've got. So we've got David who's a very young boy, um, and he's come, you know, he's, he's of a, he's in a big, from a big family, a lot of older brothers, and he's been picked for this story. If you go to chapter 17, we read in verse 1, that now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle. Uh, verse 2, you read that Israel was on the other side. Verse 3 talks about the Philistines stood on one side and Israel on the other. And so this was true rivalry. This is sort of your North Korea, South Korea type thing. Maybe Russia, USA, the Israel versus the Arabs. You want to bring it to us, maybe, I don't know, the Maroons versus the Blues or the Crows, the Power, the Aussies versus the Poms and the Ashes, whatever it is. Um, this was a little bit more serious, but um, there was two nations on two sides of a bank ready to go to war. Um, but what happens in verse 4, we read, and we all know this story, but Goliath comes out, the champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath. 
Um, and he then puts forth this one-on-one duel, and it's a winner-takes-all duel. So instead of the two nations coming to hit and fight, he's, he's come forward. The trouble is, we read in, at the end of verse 4, his height was six cubits and a span. So that's nine foot six inches. That's a big boy. How tall are you, Nate? Not tall. What are you, about six? Six, seven. So Nate's as big as LeBron James, who's six, seven. This guy's nine, six. So he's roughly three foot taller. Now that's a problem because the Israelites, uh, weren't actually tall. And so if you look at, uh, Bible commentaries and things like that, their, their average, the average men's height was five, three to five, five. So I'm five seven. So these guys were sort of coming up to my eye. That's that's how, and they're going to have to pitch up against someone that's nine foot six. Now King Saul was a little bit different. If you just hold your finger there, actually I'll just read it for you. Don't worry. A few chapters back, we read in chapter nine we read about King Saul, and um, it says uh, his name was Saul. It says a choice young man. It says that he was sh- um, from his shoulders and upwards was he higher than any other people. So Saul was actually particularly tall in the camp of Israel. Um, so he, he was, talks about being a whole head taller. So he's roughly probably six foot one, six foot two was King Saul. And so he stood clear above the rest of them. Um, and so, but we've got this man, Goliath, who's nine foot six. So that's two, that's 2.9 meters. That is, that is huge. And, um, you've got to remember David being 15, 16 is actually young. So he probably hasn't hit five foot three or five. So there's a chance he's only verging around the five foot mark. And so he'd be like one and a half. So it's almost a double in size. You know, David's here and Goliath is hitting the, the top of this roof. Um, so he would have been a big unit. And so Goliath's come forward asking for this one on one duel. And we read in verse 16 that he taught Israel for 40 days with this, with this duel saying, you know, one of you come forward. If you defeat me, we'll serve you. Vice versa, uh, uh, you know, if I defeat you, then you guys serve us. Uh, we'll pick the story back up in verse 32. So just setting that scene there. So David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth and a man of war, and he a man of war from his youth. So rightly, Saul's just explaining exactly how it is. You're 15 and you're five foot and this guy's whatever age he is, 30, and he's, you know, he's nine foot six. And what chance are you going to actually have against this guy? David says in verse 34, and David said to Saul, thy servant keepeth his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. It's a pretty amazing story, isn't it? David's not that big, as we just explained. He's a small young, young lad. And, uh, he's telling this story, has defeated a lion and a bear. And when you do a bit of research, you, you, you can read about the Asiatic lion, which seems to only be in India now. But, um, the male lion was around 200 kilos. So, I'm assuming David would have been, you know, featherweight, would have been about 50, and he's coming up to a line that's, you know, four times his weight. The, the Syrian brown bear uh, comes in at about 300 kilos for the, the male bears. So these are big animals. Verse 36, and servant slew, the servant, so he's talking about himself, slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing it defied the armies of the living God. And um, assuming they're two different stories, he's killed a lion and a bear in two separate incidences. And um, we read now, after he says that, 
this is Saul's reaction. And David said, moreover, the, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And this is what Saul says. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with thee. And so Saul gives permission for David to fight this, this guy called Goliath. And um, I was just thinking, what makes King Saul decide that a young 15-year-old kid who's five foot is good enough to take on this guy that's nine foot six? Not just good enough, but he actually thinks he's got a chance because in the end, the, the Israel, you know, Israel was going to be run by the Philistines if, the, if they were going to lose. So what made him think that that was actually an okay idea? You know, and... Um, as we read, we've just read it, it's because he gave his story. He, the testimony he gave, that short story of he killed a lion and a bear. And that was enough faith to put into Saul to go, you know what, I'll send you forward and you can, and you can go and take this guy. And, um, and I guess that's, you know, is that not the same for us? I was, the whole point of getting you guys to think about a, a story that someone shared with you, a testimony before you came to the Lord, did that not did that story, it might have been that story or another one, inspire just a tiny bit of faith in you to check out the things of God, to maybe make you inquisitive enough or maybe because you were so upset that they, you know, you, that uh, you, you just wanted to prove them wrong, but there was something in you that it just inspired a bit of faith. Let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10, chapter 15. It says, How shall they preach except they be sent? And it is written... How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings, sorry, and bring glad tidings of good things. And so when we share a story, that's, that's exactly what we're doing. We're bringing the gospel of peace. We're sharing glad tidings. Jump down to 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so that's what happened with David and Saul. When David shared his story of faith, it brought, you know, that story, that, that, initiated a little bit of faith within Saul. We read in John 1, 1, don't turn to this one, it talks about in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Um, a little bit further down it talks about the Word was made flesh. And so that Word was Jesus Christ. And so Jesus, Jesus' story um, is written for us actually, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. We've got Jesus' story, you know, his, his birth right up to his death all written out. But his story as we read in John 1 is the Word and he is the Word. And so it is with us that our story is part of God's word and God's testimony is our testimony and God's story is our story. And so when we tell our story, when we share our story to someone, that inspires that little bit of faith. And um, I guess telling our story inspires faith to anyone that hears it, you know, if, even if it's someone that's not, uh, you know, that uh, for, I guess firstly uh, is the person that's unsaved, as, you know, you were at one point. Uh, whether you grew up in the fellowship or not, we all got to a point we had to receive the Holy Spirit. And so um, it, our story inspires faith. And I was just wrote a whole heap of examples that sort of happened over our lives, uh, my wife and I. But I remember a time when, uh, when the car was getting serviced and, and my wife Annie was catching a bus to and from uh, work, I think it was, and um, and she just talked to this this young guy that was at the bus stop and just shared her testimony to someone that, you know, we probably wouldn't usually hang around in in the world, but she just shared her story, and that was enough faith for him to come and check things out. And so that that's exactly the same as David and Saul happens with us when we tell our story to the unsaved. If you go to Proverbs 3, I'll share a little testimony of mine. 
that uh, it has the same effect with each other, that when we share our story with each other, what we're doing is we're installing faith into each other. We're giving ourselves faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And our and the word of God is our story. In uh, Proverbs 3, in verse... Uh, sorry. Proverbs 3, uh, 21. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes, talking about wisdom and understanding. Keep down wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Thou shalt walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. So when we apply wisdom and understanding of God's word, we get directed. Then we keep reading. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. And that's a promise for us. Um, one of my stories is that when I, before I received the Holy Spirit, I used to have this nightmare probably once a month. And um, it was a horrific nightmare, and I can probably still recount it to this day. And, um, and I could, it used to play out and I could never wake myself up, but just the whole thing would have to play out right to the bad ending. And then I'd wake up all sweaty, heart pumping, and just, you know, hated that it happened. And it just happened one month after the next. And, um, who knows what the trigger was, but I received the Holy Spirit on the 11th of April. I was uh, just shy of 13. And some months later, I realized that after I'd received the Holy Spirit, that dream had just gone. That nightmare had just, had ceased. And don't we know that, that when we come to know the Lord, that things just fall off, all those bad things that, that just fall off. Some things take a bit of time and we might need to seek the Lord for them, but at that, you know, that story is the same, that uh, it builds faith. Um, all right, two little quick ones. Uh, what shall we do? Share, what about sharing battle stories? Go to Hebrews 10. Quickly go to that we'll, we'll leave this one in, I think. Hebrews 10 verse 32 reads, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction, partly while you were made a gazing stock, both to the reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst uh, became companions and that was so used. So basically you come to know the Lord, people didn't like it, people gave you a hard time over it. Um, verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompensable reward. And so confidence is a key. We read that in First John, we won't turn to that. But it talks about that uh, if our heart's confident towards God, then we can ask whatever we want and the Lord will, will give us. And so part of building our faith and sharing our stories is also sharing our battle stories, that we share the stories of being rejected, but we weren't down and out, that we were, we had confidence because God was our friend. We were never lonely because God was always with us and that we, you know, we might have had family that rejected us, but the family of God took us in. So we share those stories and they, you know, uplift us and, and guide us. Uh, last one, uh, last story that's worth sharing. Maybe go to back to Jer Deuteronomy just quickly, chapter six. Particularly like this one because we've got a young daughter. But the other thing that's super important about sharing stories is sharing with our children. We read in verse five of Deuteronomy six, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. That recounted in the New Testament in Matthew. Uh, verse seven, and thou shalt teach. Oh, sorry, verse six, and, shalt, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And so, how important it is that we share. You know, if if if, we're, if sharing our story invokes faith in the unbeliever, and it invokes faith in us who are spirit filled, how much more do we need to sell our story to our children? That you know what the Lord's done for us, how he's delivered us, 
you know, being around the fellowship and the revival so that when people come to the Lord that, you know, our children get sucked up in it and see the, the changes in people's lives. It's, uh, it's only going to inspire faith in our kids. All right, last scripture, First Peter 3, and I'll get off. All right, First Peter 3. So just in the light of convention and sharing our story and how it invokes faith and that we saw that in the story of David and Saul and we can see it and we know personally in our lives. Oh, actually, I want to read this one in the Amplified. Apologies, flick over. First uh, Peter three verse fifteen it is, and I'll just read it out of the amplified for you. Just, obviously, amplifies the meaning just a little bit. But in your hearts, set a Christ, uh, set Christ apart as holy, and acknowledge Him as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defence to anyone who asks you to account for the hope that is in you, but do it uh, courteously and respectfully. And obviously, in the King James, we read with meekness and fear. And so when we're in our work situation, when we're with our neighbour, when we're just talking to people at the coffee shop or whatever it is, that we have the answer, that we can share a part of our story, that, you know, when someone says you don't drink alcohol, how do you cope? You know, God, and then you go into that. You know, nothing seems to get under your skin, work's been crazy, how do you deal with that? It's because of God. And so we have the answer and uh, our story will invoke that faith in those around us. So share your story, inspire faith, and uh, we'll see revival. What the people said.